Sefer Shmot, Parshat Bo, on periodic renewal. Halfway through Parshat Bo, right in the middle of the story of the Exodus from Egypt, something strange happens. The text, in addition to telling the story of the first Passover, shifts to include instructions for how and when the Jewish people are to celebrate Passover every year as an institution for all time. At the beginning of chapter 12, God tells Moshe and Aaron, This month shall mark for you the beginning of the months. It shall be the first of the months of the year for you. God then says that Passover will be celebrated on the 10th of this first month. For those familiar with the Jewish holidays, this might not make sense. Rosh Hashanah, the start of the year, takes place in the fall not shortly before Passover. But in the Mishnah, the oldest part of the Talmud, it is explained, there are four days in the year that serve as the new year, each for a different purpose. On the first of Nisan, the one shortly before Pesach, is the new year for kings and the order of the festivals. On the first of Elul, a month before Rosh Hashanah, is the new year for animal tithes. On the first of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, is the new year for counting years. But Beit Hillel says, in a position that will win out over Beit Shammai's, the new year for trees is on the 15th of Shvat, Tubishvat. Based on God's instructions to Moshe and Aaron in this parsha, the months of the Hebrew calendar are structured around the cycle of the moon, unlike with the Gregorian calendar, the one we use in the secular world. Leap months are added in the Jewish calendar to keep the months consistent with their seasons. In ancient times, Jews would use a Beit Din, a rabbinic court, to proclaim the new month after there were two witnesses to the reappearance of the moon. But in the 4th century, the court of Hillel II created the calendar for future generations so that we wouldn't have to rely on the testimony of witnesses. The whole notion of the calendar does seem strange to bring up at this point in the book of Exodus, at the peak of the ten plagues, and right before the Israelites must pack up and leave for freedom, all while it is still unclear what their fate will even be. The first Ishbitzer Rebbe, though, interpreted God's words to Moshe as containing important spiritual information, and that they meant, according to the Ishbitzer Rebbe, The power of the month will be for you, that you should be able to renew yourselves in Torah and in your actions. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, be blessed, gives to the children of Israel this power. And even though it is apparent that this, the renewal, is not organically from them, since it is a renewal, God inscribes, seals God's self in that this is a renewal for you. From this, we learn that the new month is not merely an arbitrary marker in time, but a reminder from nature, all of us to consistently find renewals and restarts. This self-transformation is not about becoming a new person. Instead, we are called to take inventory of our own unique nature, the parts we like about how God created us, and the parts we wish were not essential to who we are. By taking ownership of our essence, 
each one of us can renew their relationship to their own soul. And we can reduce the suffering that comes from our limitations and create opportunities to leverage our gifts. We can then locate a new space for growth and expand beyond what we previously thought was possible for us. For a radical existentialist like Jean-Paul Sartre, existence precedes essence, which is to say that we can turn everything into a choice. Judaism, though, embraces a more moderate approach, balancing an affirmation of nature and essence, exploring an empowerment both in relationship to that nature and to our sense of choice beyond that nature. When we think of blessings within Jewish time, we typically think of Shabbat. Shabbat, though, exists entirely independent of the lunar calendar. It relies only on the days of the week. Rosh Chodesh, the time of monthly resetting, could have been tied to Shabbat. Perhaps every fourth Shabbat could have also marked a new month. But what a gift it is that instead we have Shabbat and this monthly time to reset. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslov taught that Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh are both times when prayer is especially powerful. Further, Rabbi Nachman said, the force which draws all the worlds to return to God has its root on Rosh Chodesh, the new moon. On Rosh Chodesh, the desire to return to God is felt over the entire creation. The cycles of time should serve as a reminder to us that there are abundant chances to start over. It's not that we shouldn't take responsibility when things are going badly, but sometimes we need to force ourselves to clear our heads of all that's been weighing us down and evaluate our work in the world afresh. Renewal should also not be mistaken for the important but cliche idea today of self-care. True, it is important to take a nap or get a manicure or massage or embrace a vacation day, but renewal is a deep spiritual journey that may at times feel liberating and at times encompass growing pains. Ultimately, it is a reconnection for our deepest truths. When we say Kiddush Levana, the surface the service recited monthly under the new moon, we can reflect on our ethical and spiritual renewal and remember that the placement of this mitzvah in the Torah as the climax of the Passover story approaches is a reminder that our redemption is interconnected with our renewal process. Part of redemption, we learn, is the gift of being able to start at day one and to be able to do that again and again. Shabbat Shalom.